bills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast, here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois. We are regretfully recording this podcast following the 20s, what, the, what the fuck was the final score? 27 to 10. 24 to 10 debacle against the New York Giants. I'm Lars. Joining me today, the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton is with us. Greetings, all. And the co-president of the Bills back in Chicago, Sujit, also here. I'm going to speak very refined today. That was a horrible loss. We're all very bummed out about it, but we promised you a podcast each and every week, so we're going to push through. Find us on Twitter at Bills and Beers. Find us on Facebook at Bills and Beers. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your family. Tell everybody you know in Bills Nation how you found this podcast. Sujit, Cassie, I don't want to waste any time. I want to get this over with. I want to rip this goddamn Band-Aid off. Let's get right into it. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now. The Bills are making it happen now. Stand up now. Come on and shout. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd like to take a moment and say that um, I am the source of the only negative comment on iTunes. And... Um, <laughs> Um, Marshawn23, I would like to... Beast Mode 23. I'm sorry, Beast Mode 23. Um, I would like to apologize for you if I have offended you with my over-exuberant commentary and what is thought to be generic ideas. Hot takes. Sorry, hot takes. I do have one hot take, and that is maybe you should update your Apple ID. Because Marshawn Lynch no longer plays for the Bills. Hasn't played for us for five years. But that's okay. That's okay. And I'm if, calm. if you want to get corrected, Suji, S-U-G-J-I-T. No, no, stop. Don't tell them what my name I-T. is. Don't tell them what my name is. Because they're going to find me. So, um, it's hard to find the positive in a game like today's. Because it was a horrible game. At every level. And I, I can't... This is one of those losses where you feel so deflated because you didn't like. It's not like well, the Patriots game's like, all right, well we just we just went up against a team that was better than us and they beat us. I've never seen a team. I've never seen a Bills team. I've seen this team find so many different ways to lose ball games. I've never seen a Bills team beat themselves as badly as we beat ourselves today. But we have to find some positive. Cass, I'm going to start with you. Who is your Labatt Blue MVP of today's game? I'm going to go with Darby. He's going up against uh, probably the best wide receiver in the NFL, shut him down, and was probably the only positive light like on the entire team, period. So. Well, if that's the case, then we can go ahead and yep. stop the segment there. Yep. <laughs> it's done. Well, I, I have one, and I think that I'm going to go with um, Bakari Rambo and Duke Williams. Um, I think that with Graham being somewhat hobbled, Aaron Williams being out, um, we knew that they were going to try and pass against us. And the important thing is that they didn't get a lot deep, lot of deep passes against us. They didn't beat us deep, which maybe wasn't their game plan. But I think that those guys played somewhat admirably. Now, granted, they should have been part of the crew that was taking down that touchdown at the end. Um, I, know, don't, I don't with, care. With, with I don't the, know. With, I don't the, with care. the missed linebacker tackle. But, but still, I think that the fact, I mean, if I'm trying to find something, it's the fact that we didn't get beat too badly over the top. Uh, and I think a part of that has to be our safeties. So it's it's fitting that um, we found three consecutive defensive players for the Black Boo MVP because I'm giving mine to Mario Williams. Yeah. Because quite quite frankly, our offense is the reason we lost this game. 
and we'll get into that, I'm sure, quite a bit on this episode. But Mario Williams, I'm giving it to him because I feel like he doesn't get enough credit. Uh, I think more often than not on this podcast and in Bill's Nation in general, he gets taken for granted, but he's very good at his job. He's worth most of the money we're paying him. And when he wants to show up and dominate games, he does. He has single-handedly won two games for us that I can think of. And today, it was clear that he was ready to make it happen. And he did. But it wasn't enough. So let's go to where it's going to be a lot easier here. And talk about the Jenny Cremail bummer of today's game. And I'll start. Because I do believe mine is all-encompassing. So I'm... I'm looking to you, Sujit, and to you, Cass, to narrow the focus a little bit. But I'm giving mine to Rex Ryan. And not just because of the penalties. I'm giving mine to Rex Ryan because I don't think we've played a team yet that's better than ours. But we've now managed to lose two games because we've beaten ourselves. And whether because of penalties, which were a huge factor again today or it's dumb plays, or it's missed tackles, or missed assignments, or not lining up right on defense. It's mental errors, and it's not being focused. And I do believe I'm on record on this podcast several months ago saying that that's one of the things we're going to get with Rex Ryan as our coach. He's kind of the Babe Ruth of coaches. He's going to hit a lot of home runs, but he's also going to strike out a lot too. And today was one big fat fucking whiff in all phases of the game. We had special teams penalties kill us. We had two penalties negate touchdowns. Now, you can argue that the hold penalty that called back the 31-yard scamper from Tyrod Taylor in the third quarter was completely fucking bogus, and I would agree with you. And you could also argue that the potentially inconsequential touchdown to Charles Clay in the fourth quarter, negated by the chop block, was a silly call because his chop block was ineffective and didn't need to happen. But regardless, mental lapses kept us out of this game. A missed... A missed field goal from 30 yards kept us out of this game. Little stupid things kept us out of this game. So I've started very broad. Suge, will come to you. Maybe you can help us narrow the focus as to what exactly went wrong today. Who was your Janie Cremail bummer of the week? I, you know, I have to say that I think that because it's hard to it's hard to go in specifically. So I actually think that I'm going to give my Janie Cremail bummer of the week to Greg Roman. Um, I thought that this uh, Cassie is very, very upset because Cassie really wanted to give it to Greg Roman. And I say that as I'm watching the San Francisco 49ers highlights. Um, you know, I, there was just no adjustment. There was no adequate adjustment made. Yes, did they start to do a little bit better in the second half? Did their offense start to click a little bit more? Yes. But were the Giants playing the same defense? No. Uh, so I, my issue is that, you know, this is a team that is not very good against the run. We had very poor play calls. We, we saw over and over again that even the plays that were being called were, you know, when we needed a first down, it was a throw behind, uh, yeah. the, throw behind the, the yard marker and then make them get the plays. Now, that's fine if you're successful in doing that, but play after play after play, we've had, we had zero yards after carry. So we were not; those were not successful. So at that point, you have to change the game plan, and all of your play calls have to be that they get to the yard marker that they need to get to. I'm going to challenge you and say that that was more on Tyrod Taylor today. Could and, be. And Could when be. when he did open it up and throw downfield, I just saw a stat, and I'm shocked to see this. You, you pull up the stats on your phone, too, because it's good to know because we weren't following this throughout the game. Charles Clay had nine catches for 111 yards today. 
every time Tyrod went downfield to him, he was successful. I think, and we complained about this a lot today, Tyrod Taylor does a lot of things very well, but he's not yet a complete quarterback. And by that I mean, it seems to be he's either trying to beat you from the pocket or beat you with his legs, and he hasn't yet figured out how to do both. Because I think he had a lot of opportunities today to scramble for first downs and instead threw short passes to guys who were in a lesser position to make a play than he was. And he's still learning as a quarterback. This losing every other game shit's got to stop. But as pissed as we are at Greg Roman, I don't think Tyrod Taylor needs to be let off the hook for his performance today either. So, Cass, do you, do you have a... Do you have a yet-to-be-mentioned Jenny Cremail bummer of the week? I do, and uh, Lars, you, maybe you touched on it, but I'm going to give it to the entire offensive line yeah. um, because not only on those two penalties that negated touchdowns, which we are all celebrating the shout song twice that it had to be turned off because it was like, oh, penalty, depressing as hell, but across the board, they did nothing on this game. We weren't opening up holes for the run game. They weren't blocking well. I mean, it was nothing. And, and I know Tyrod, yeah, probably wasn't his best game. But we all know that Tyrod is not the best quarterback ever. You know what? We just need him to be mediocre. We need him to be decent, which I think he was today. But the plays that he was being told to execute, I'm sorry. First and goal, and we didn't throw the ball in the end zone once? Like, oh, no, let's throw it short of the end zone. And when we knew that wasn't working, I mean, it blows my mind. And, yeah, I don't know. Are they giving Tyrod the ability to audible out of that and say, hey, let's take it somewhere else? I don't know. But, hands down, offensive line gets it. They they weren't there. And that that's the group that we need to step up. Is it worth mentioning now that we felt the absence of McCoy and Watkins way more so Miller, than we were expecting to? John Miller. And John Miller. Yeah, I, I mean, Cassie, I think that you really brought up the point that I was trying to make as well, that that's a perfect example is that when we were in that goal line, we threw outside of the end zone tried to make yards after the catch. When play after play after play, we were not getting yards after the catch. No. But when we tried to throw to a spot, we were able to. And when we, we threw downfield, we had guys open. Right, I mean, think about those third and longs that we actually were able to complete. Those were plays that were it was a comeback route to Percy Harvin. It was all plays that targeted the field that was past where we needed to get to. I mean, we were pitching the ball to Carlos Williams to run up the outside. Right. First I mean, off, that's not a play for Carlos Williams. He is a run it down the middle, shove it down their throat, like bump, you know, bump and run, whatever. And you're pitching the ball for him to start his run, trying to break to the corner five yards behind the line of scrimmage? Right. No, and it's wrong. Important, it's important to remember that Carlos Williams 4-4 is a top, is a top speed 4-4. He's not necessarily quick. He has a high top speed, but he's not quick. So, I mean, you have to, and which is why he smoked the linebacker that was covering him on the touchdown pass. Uh, because once he gets to his top speed, he'll destroy a linebacker. But, you know, it's just the play calls did not fit the way that the Bills were performing, and the play calls did not fit the personnel that was on the field, I thought. Well, but what's uh, insane to me is that. In spite of all of this, this team still had windows to come back and win or tie this game. Multiple times. Multiple. I mean, first, so Tyrod Taylor's 31-yard touchdown run called back on a horrible holding call. Horrible holding call. And that drive resulted in zero points because of a missed Dan Carpenter field goal. If Dan Carpenter makes that 30-yard field goal, then we're not going for it on fourth down. 
when the score is six. Well, it would have been sixteen to six at that point. We would have taken the three points, made it sixteen to nine. Now all of a sudden, it's a one-score game, and the game is totally different. But instead, we've given up two consecutive second-half drives inside the ten-yard line for zero points when we could have had six. And instead of it being a thirteen-point game, it's a seven-point game. Then Robert Woods fumbles the ball. When when we when we could have marched down, we had enough time to get two touchdowns on the board. We had enough time. It, it was there. We could have done it. He fumbles the ball. No can do. Stephon Gilmore picks off the ball. So we're still a 14-point game. Two minutes to go. More than two minutes to go. All three timeouts. Throw a strike to Charles Clay. Call gets called back. I mean, there were so many opportunities for us to win this game. And we kept shooting ourselves in the face. It was incredible. I've never, and I've said it already in this on this episode today, I've never seen a Bills team be more willing and, and, and seemingly eager to beat themselves than what we did today. It was insane. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it, it was it was painful. And, and I think that gets, again, back to Rex Ryan, the lack of mental focus that, you know, I, in the beginning of the game, I was actually saying, okay, well, don't abandon the run, stick to the game plan, that's fine. And I actually thought that some of the play calls were very interesting and, and, and kind of exotic in terms of pulling guards and things like that, but there was no execution happening. No. Execution we had drops all horrible. over the place in the first half. You know, on, the, on that out pass to, uh, to Carlos Williams where it was the fourth down and we didn't make the touchdown. Uh, Felton. Yeah, Jerome Felton completely whiffed on the block that was supposed to spring that play. And and, and, as, said, and it was the same player that he missed yep. that made the tackle. And it was and it and it said it was Carlos Williams going one on two right. at the one yard line when if he makes that block, it's Carlos Williams going one on one with, with a, a D back. Yeah, or yeah, whatever, a defensive and, back. And so all Carlos Williams does is lower his head and drive that guy five yards into the end zone. But right. instead he has to go through two guys and he couldn't get it done. Yeah, and one of those number is fifty five, so you know he's not yeah. a tiny dude. Yeah. Um, and I think that 55 is the one he beat on the touchdown, just, so he's probably angry. It, I, these losses are the worst. Again, I would have been totally fine with the Giants team that just went toe-for-toe, toe, we exchanged blows with and lost, but that wasn't the case. It was such if, – if I'm a Giants fan, I'm taking this win, of course. You take every win you can get in the, fo- in the National Football League, which I hate – I can't believe I just said that. I hate when people say yeah, the I mean, National Football League. But you, take, <laughs> but you take every win you can get in professional football, but that was a cheap win. I mean, those were two teams that had no business beating get it's walking out of the stadium with a victory today. Yeah, but we didn't deserve to come out with a victory on our end. I mean, yeah, it was, no, we that's, that's what I'm saying. Deserved I mean, it, win. Was, it was the only team that won today was the Buffalo Bills, and the only team they beat today was themselves. Okay, let's move on. Uh, I hate to do this. I was I was really looking forward to not having to do this for another month and a half. <sighs> but we're moving on now to rants and raves. It's rants and. and raves. And, uh, and we and, and we lost rants. Rants. And we lost a today. Lot of so we got some rants coming your way. So buckle up, Bills fan. Here they come. Here we go, folks. It's. Rants and raves here on Bills and Beers. Cassie says she's ready to rant, so I'm going to turn it over to her. We got plenty of things to rant about. Cass, get us going, girl. I know this is probably a cliche, but I'm going to rant about the referees. Wow. Good. Yes, Go. I know. Very obvious there. 
not only were there terrible play call, play call, or sorry, penalties, penalties called, uh, but even that them picking up the penalty when Tyrod got clearly hit after the play. And oh no, no, we discussed. Twice. It twice we today. discussed. We're gonna pick up the, the flag. And the guy who was the head ref, I'm sorry. Shave your Hitler mustache. John Waters. Oh my gosh. Like, it, it's it's 2015, buddy. Like, and you're a grown man. Either grow a full beard or shave off whatever that was above the top lip. And the other thing, all the whistles. Oh, I mean, how many times were there like 17 whistles? The play's done and they're still whistling. You know what? You got those special pink whistles. It doesn't mean that you have to keep blowing them. Nice. That was one thing. That was my rave. There you go. I like it. Um... It's worth noting oh, that the the referee with the John Waters stash and then the referee we had in the Patriots game, um, both are newcomers. They're oh. both they're both relatively new referees, and of course, of course, we get them, of course, and uh, and of course, the two teams with a national draw, well, they get they get the they get the breaks, and, and we don't. Suge, do you have something you want to rant about? Whew, yeah, I am ranting at the collective psyche of this football team. Uh, you know, when we still have yet to beat a team under hard circumstances. Uh, and it seems as, you know, we were not out of this game until arguably halfway through the fourth quarter. Uh, but as soon as we start get, we get one bad call against us, people start to lose their mind. I feel like the only person that actually didn't lose his mind was Tyrod Taylor, because he's the only person whose play picked up towards the end of the game. Now, granted, it was maybe a little too little too late, but... We have to grow up, okay? I mean, these are, you're supposed to be a professional football player. I know it's an emotional game, but you know what? You don't see the Patriots doing it. You don't see the Green Bay Packers doing it. You don't see any of the teams, even Seattle, who is an angry, highly penalized, nasty defense. When it comes down to winning the game or an opportunity to win the game, those mistakes are not being made. So it's on offense, it's mental mistakes, holding calls, blah, blah, blah. And the thing is that you have to recognize when there's no reason to hold a person when the person who you're blocking for is 10, years, is 10 yards past you. And on defense, yes, you get a bad call, it sucks. Grow up. You're a, you know, if you could learn anything from Bills fan, it's how to take the bad and just move on. But Preston Brown, Aaron Williams, Nigel, maybe not Nigel Bradham, but Jerry Hughes. Jerry Hughes. These well, are, well, these we, are we critical just... penalties. You cannot, you just need to suck it up. And then ultimately, it comes down to the coach. Rex Ryan, why are these people in the game? You, 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 you did the right thing when you took Aaron Williams out of the game when he was losing his mind. Oh, yeah. But it was very clear that Preston Brown had lost his mind. And I mean, me and Rex, uh, me and Lars had a, a, a straight up blowout as to whether that second penalty should have been called call. or not. It almost but came down to fist it almost came down, yeah. Horrible call. But it's just because we are passionate. Marshawn 23 or Beast Mode 23. We're just passionate. Uh, but either way, you need to be able to keep your cool. And you need to recognize that there is still a football game to be played and potentially won. Uh, you know, there were so many games that we were watching today on the other screens that looked like they were over and done with. And those teams came back. The Bears came back. All these other teams came, Colts back. came back. The Colts came back. The Colts. The Redskins came perfect. back. The, the Redskins are, came back. The Colts are a perfect example of a team that has no business winning, but they didn't make the dumb mistakes that prevented them from coming back. Uh, so, I mean, that's what I'm going to rant about, or rave about, or sorry, rant about. I'm so angry, I don't even know if it's a rant or a rave. 
but you guys, it, it's just they need to grow up, and Rex Ryan needs to grow up too. I mean, there's a reason why Belichick kicks his butt year after year, and it's because Belichick is cool, cold, and calculated. All right, and Rex Ryan gets hot under the collar, and that is just what Bill Belichick is waiting for. He needs that foot. And Beast Mode 23, how dare you say that I'm unoriginal when I had the idea of Rex Ryan carrying around a mannequin's foot. I mean, come on. So a little context now, because it's come up three times in this episode. We have a lot of very positive ratings on iTunes. If you're listening to this, subscribe on iTunes. It's very easy to do if you're listening via mobile phone. And we encourage you to do so since this podcast is on your phone each and every Sunday, several hours after the game has ended. But we have one negative review, and that was by a gentleman named Beast Mode 23. And and honestly, jokes on him because I'm sure he's listening right now. So you're a loser. <laughs> you took eight minutes out of your day to leave a negative review on iTunes. Yeah, we're the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois. We don't get paid to do this podcast. We do it out of the goodness of our hearts to entertain Bills fans. But you know what? That eight minutes—that's probably your only contribution to society. And all you do is go on the internet and bitch about things. <laughs> At least we're actually doing something. What do you do? What do you do, huh? Do you go to work every day and just format spreadsheets? I'm sure you do. In fact, that's probably giving you the benefit of the doubt. That's what you would probably do in your most successful life: is go to work and format spreadsheets. It's probably more likely that you go to work every day and make phone calls on somebody else's behalf, or schedule things on some other person's behalf, or probably more likely. Ask people, do you want room for cream with that? I'm sure that's what you do for a living. So, you know what? Why don't you take your negativity and shove it up your ass? That, we, was we, that we your rant? No, we that do, wasn't even my we rant. Do, we do encourage honest feedback. Thank you very <laughs> much. <laughs> but for real, I mean, what, what's it again? Who, who does he think he's going to read that and be like, oh, well, yeah. I mean, the only the only thing that, that can come from his that concern, review. No, his concern was that if we want to bring this to a national audience, we have to clean it up. And also... First of all, it's very clear that you listen to one podcast. Yeah, you listen to one you episode. You clearly listen to one podcast. One of our 115 episodes. It is very obvious. I, I was the first one apologizing for my behavior after that I won't podcast. apologize for shit. But to say that I'm unoriginal, I mean, that's what hurt me, baby. <laughs> but seriously, who was who that, that review meant to serve? Who? Is he trying to warn other people not to download our podcast? And for whose gain? His? Ours? Whose? Is he Chris Brown working for the Buffalo Bills Media Network and he doesn't, he doesn't want us gouging into their well, hits? I, I, I'm not really sure not, what... I certainly hope it's not Chris Brown because week after week this year, every single topic that we talked about on this podcast on Three Sunday days later. has been a subject of a feature article in either the Buffalo News, the Syracuse, uh, or the Democrat and Chronicle. So clearly we have the pulse of what's going on, but... Um, if you're listening to this podcast, thank you. If you're enjoying this podcast, I'm glad. We're definitely going to get six, like, snarky negative reviews just because if we've you don't, lost our mind. You're, you're totally within your right to not be enjoying this podcast. And quite frankly, following a loss, I wouldn't be enjoying this podcast either. I, I'm not really enjoying recording this podcast. No, I'm not at all. I'd, I'd rather be home. And I'm not really looking forward to going home and taking an hour and a half to edit this and post and do all the shit that we do to get this out to our listeners on a weekly basis. Our 500 listeners, Beast Mode 23, you hear that, bitch? You don't even know 500 <laughs> people who know your name. My rant this week is going to be about Rob Riggle. <laughs> that was not his rant, by the way. No. That was not his rant. wasn't my rant. My rant this week... I had to think back all the way to, to pregame and Rob Riggle. 
because we don't often get the Fox crew. Yeah, Rob Riggle. I'm so <laughs> sick of Rob Riggle. I turned to Jay right before kickoff and said about seven and a half years ago, I got an impacted asshole of Rob Riggle, and I had had enough. I saw everything there was to see from Rob Riggle. I got it. I, I, I heard the one note that he plays. I understood that the one beat that he plays on the drum, and that was all I needed to see. And here we are seven and a half years later, and Rob Riggle is still doing the exact same thing. Rob Riggle, you might be a nice guy. Actually, I'm certain that you're a nice guy because that's the only reason you're getting work. I, there's no other explanation for why people keep casting you in things to do the same fucking thing that you've been doing for the last seven and a half years. You're not funny. You're not edgy. You're not witty. You're not even a good actor. I'm not sure why you keep getting work, but I keep seeing you in things doing the same fucking thing over and over again. If it was this easy, everybody would do it. So whatever it is you are doing behind the scenes, keep it up. But in the meantime, every time you're in front of the camera, you're annoying the shit out of me and everybody else with a half a brain cell to rub together. Okay. This is the guy from Third Rock from the Sun, right? No, no. that's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I'm not a fan of his either. <laughs> Who's, could just for a little bit of context, just so we don't get more negative. No, Rob Riggle did this thing prior to the game where it was a house divided and he played like twin brothers. One was a Bills fan, one was a Giants fan. We weren't getting the audio in the bar, so that's as far as I could take it. You know who Rob Riggle is. He was a Daily Show correspondent for a while, and then he took that shtick, and now he applies it to... Fox pregame, and he was on, I think, Hot Tub Time. It doesn't matter. If you've seen Rob Riggle in anything, you've seen Rob Riggle. He does the same shit. He plays the same character in everything he does. Everything he does. What you don't know, what you don't know is that Rob Riggle is Beast Mode 23. (laughs) That would be fitting. So... Let's get the hell out of this segment and, just, and move and move now to oh, wild card and predictions. Wild maybe. card and predictions. Wild card. Well, we're coming up on the end of the episode, which means it's the wild <laughs> It's the wild card, baby. Well, we're coming up I'm on original. the original. Well, we're coming up on the end of the episode, which means it's the wild card portion of today's episode. It's the wild card. Wild card. I'm going to do it again. And it's the... Uh, hey, hey. This is uh, Bills and Beers. We talk about the Buffalo Bills, but we do so drinking beer. Uh, I was drinking Shayfly, an American oh a- my God. APA, okay, through Lawrence. most of the game today. It was good. But what? now we're drinking Labatt, and I'm pretty miserable about it because what? the Labatt here at Lincoln Station, the only Chicago Bills bar in our hearts, kind of sucks. Okay. Okay, Lars, Lars has had a different name for Schlafly Locker about seven times. What the did first I say? time was Schlafly, <laughs> the next one Schaefly? was Schlafly, and then it was like what is Schlafly. It? How do you like say Schlafly. it? Schlafly. Schlafly. It's from Wisconsin, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know where it's from. It's, it's good, good though. Beer. It's, it's good, good beer. beer. <laughs> We've talked about it on this show before. Sweet so um, I'm drinking. Uh, I'm drinking a standard Labatt Blue. Yeah, I actually we're all thought Labatt that Blue. I was going to drink something else. It tastes uh, bad today. It tastes bad. Yeah, the, See, that's the, why you drink Labatt Blue Light out of the bottle. Well, that's that what I did, and then the bills started quality. to lose even worse than they were losing before. God, so I was like, well, let me go so back bad. to. I'm gonna, let me a, go back to I'm gonna be in a shitty mood like, until like Thursday. Yeah, I can't watch. Uh, I can't watch. Uh, it's a short week for me. It's the only thing that's keeping me from slitting my wrist right now. You know, I know, and I. Lately, when I drive to work, I've been listening to the, not the WGR app, but the Bills app, WGR radio, and man, I'm getting so tired of our media being like on a yo-yo. So, don't say that Tyrod Taylor, oh, is he the next franchise quarterback? You've seen this guy play three games. What was his numbers today? Oh, yeah. So, let's look. So, it ended up, actually, he threw for well over 200 yards. 
Um, but so is the wild card now known as us continuing to ramble? No, we're, no, we're still angry. No, we're gonna. We're good. still angry. We threw for a total of 256 yards. Yeah. Now, granted, a lot of those were at the end of the game. 28 for 42. Well, so there's your it's answer to your terrible. game. He threw 42 times. Yeah, that's why and we that's lost. why. That's why we lost. Okay, well, it's the wild card portion of today's episode. I'm not saying it again. Suge, it, this was... It's the card, baby. So the Bills are now 1-2 and two at home. Uh, Owen? Yeah, one, we oh, beat, one and two. Yeah, we beat the Colts at home, and we lost to the Patriots and the Giants That's at true. home. Uh, which, based on the Colts' play, we are now 0-2 oh at home. So the idea to do this wild card was based on the fact that... Uh, the most useless thing in Ralph Wilson Stadium at our home is the Buffalo Bills. What is the most useful, dysfunctional, painful thing in your household? This is an easy one for me, so I'm going first. When we bought our place, we did some renovation work, and part of it was recasing all of our doors and putting in new doors in all the closets. I got a call at work from the dumbass who was our contractor who said, Hey, uh, this door frame's only 28 and three quarter or 28 and a quarter inches wide, and I've got a 30-inch door here. Whatever it was, it was too difficult, he said, for him to sand down two inches of this door. So instead, I have a closet door in my den right now <laughs> that has an inch of daylight on either side. It looks like a BB in a bowling alley. It looks ridiculous. And every time I see it, I want to punch our contractor, who, by the way, sucked in his fat face. This guy also... Knowing he was going to recase our doors, took the casing off of our doors after he finished the floors. So what happened? We had about a quarter inch of bare floor at the base of every single door frame because our new door frames were smaller than the ones that were in there before. You'd think he would have gone in and taken off all the door frames before he, before he sanded and redid all of our floors, but no, he didn't because he was a terrible contractor. So we have these lingering things throughout our home to remind us of what a shitty job he did. And one of those things I have to look at every day, which is an inch of daylight on either side of our den closet, which now the wife and I have taken on as a project we will someday fix. And thankfully, I have a wife whose favorite television show is This Old House, so I think we have a pretty good plan to get it done. But I have to look at it every day and think of what a shitty job this guy did and how he ran away with our money, how he made mistakes left and right, and we ended up paying for time that he didn't even work just so we could get him out of our home he was that bad. Who does that sound like? So when it comes to having broke-ass things in your house, believe me, front and center, I know exactly what that's like. Cass, coming to you next. So uh, we, we, we bought our house, you know, five years ago, and we have these, you know, what are supposed to be solid, iron-clad, you know, stairs as the entryway to our house, right? Uh. And uh, one day we had a, a food delivery, and the delivery guy was rather large. Uh-oh. Brings no. A, brings, no, 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 brings the food up, walks down, and I'm like, mm, that, that, that didn't seem so well. So we go to take the dog out right after the delivery guy comes, and our 11-pound dog jumps down onto one of the stairs, and it falls completely off. When did this happen? It's happened about eight months ago, almost a year ago. So we have been living with a stair that is propped up on some paint cans. <laughs> <laughs> and sh- sure enough, it's going to be fixed within the next week and a half. So you, but say, every, you say eight months yeah, after it's yeah. been broken. <laughs> every single time we go up and down those stairs, it is like a death trap. And it just compares me a little bit on the Buffalo Bill side to 
that offensive line and what we saw today. Oh, wow. I like that. Yeah. A death trap. I mean, there's been a lot. It's been really wonderful. There's been a lot of parallels. You know, mistake after mistake from Lars. That sure sounds like the Buffalo Bills performance. Yeah, leaving, whole, leaving daylight where there should be no daylight existing. Exactly. Uh, Nigel Bradham. Not, mean, not to, to mention the hole that's in my heart after yet another loss. That I can't believe they lost that game. I can't. You know, so I should say, actually, the most broke thing in my uh, house actually right now is our sump pump, which, you know, I grew up in Rochester, New York. Our house flooded one time because of the great ice storm of, like, 1994, (laughs) and uh, all the power was out for a week, and that's how I knew that we actually had a sump pump. I didn't know what a sump pump was. You know why? Because the sump pump never failed. The sump pump always worked. That same sump pump has been in my house. I am 30 years old, and my dad said he's never... Wait, how old are you? Oh, sorry, 35, 6, something like that. Whatever, man. So uh, that sump pump has never been replaced. I have replaced the sump in my house four times. What? I don't know what is happening. It's because they built it so the dry, like the washing machine fluid is going in there. And it's a disaster. But that's actually not the thing I'm going to talk about. The thing I'm going to talk about is, man, I, when we moved into our house, I walked in, looked at the, the new appliances, the ones that had been replaced, and one of them was this beautiful Bosch washer and dryer. Right? Bosch is some premium stuff. Just like you got a brand new Bill's roster that it's going to be amazing. You got Percy Harvin, you got LaShawn McCoy, you got a Bosch washer and dryer. You know this washer and dryer does not dry anything? (laughs) (laughs) Or sorry, not washer and dryer, dishwasher. Uh, This dishwasher don't dry nothing. I put my Tupperware in there, the Tupperware is wetter than when I took it out of the sink after rinsing it off before putting it in and it's hot. It just, I don't understand it. And then not only that, everything comes out greasy. I have done everything, okay? Everyone, I know y'all are talking to me like, oh, you got to put in that dishwasher cleaner. You think I haven't done that? You think I haven't bought the industrial sized dishwasher cleaner from Costco and used it every other day? Uh... No, 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 no. You think that the Bills haven't tried to address that offensive line for the entire year, decades Three that I've decades been a fan? Been, yeah. No, they've tried it, and it still is a sieve. Just like my dishwasher is a sieve for all the grease that it's supposed to be getting rid of. It doesn't dry, everything comes out greasy, and there's nothing you can do. And I found out that there is a fundamental flaw. Bosch, in trying to save energy, does not use a heated dry cycle. They just make their water so hot that it's supposed to dry magically. What? Yeah. It's un. Believable. Who was the scientist that decided that was that was suddenly the case? I don't know. Apparently, I mean, so it works okay if you Doug have Bailey? like. Doug Yeah, exactly. All right. So the inherent, the inherent flaw is whatever has been infecting the Buffalo Bills for the past 15 years. That God, I hope that it's gone. Just like I hope we're at this. Oh my God! There was actually a recall on dishwashers on Bosch dishwashers this week. And me and my wife were hoping, I was on my knees hoping, and she was reading the side of the dishwasher, and her dishwasher was not in the recall. (gasps) That and a pile of shit just piles up at Sujit's house. Yeah, I mean, uh, it just... What's the pile of shit? The sump pump. Oh, the the sump. (laughs) No, that that is actually the ejector pit. And the ejector pit still works. I love that you're an expert on this now. Oh, I could could honestly replace the sump in any situation. I could, like, (laughs) literally put in a sump horizontally. Okay, and any of you that know what sumps are like, you know that that's pretty impressive. Well, my takeaway from this is that home ownership, like home games, is a blessing. 
invisible. <laughs> oh my god. I can't believe we lost this game. Oh. Uh, I hate you, Bosch Dishwashers. Well, we're going next week on the road to Tennessee. <laughs> we got to do predictions here. And I, Jesus, I'm going to predict a loss. I'm just going to go and say it. Because I, I didn't think for a million years we would have lost today. And that's I, the problem. I think that's the case here. So I'm going to predict we lose. We're going to go 2-3 and three to start the season. We're going to lose a heartbreaker 24-23. Uh, I am actually going to predict a win, even though I am really getting sick of the Buffalo media. I can't believe we lost today! I'm getting sick of the Buffalo media following a win by saying that Tyrod Taylor is the next coming of Jesus. And Let's give him a contract! Saying that, oh, he, you know, he's still learning and he's, you know, he's just not going to be that guy. You have to know that he's not going to be that guy. He's never going to be that guy until we're three seasons down. And he's proven himself to be that. Stop making decisions. I know you have to sell ratings, but stop making decisions based on single games. Can I can I say something about Tyrod Taylor real quick? Yeah. He had zero control over the line of scrimmage today. Yeah. It was a quite the juxtaposition between him and Eli Manning. Because there were so many times where we'd see Giants players showing blitz or crowding the line, and he wouldn't step away, make an adjustment, make an audible, or say, hey, we're going to do this now, and that's all we saw for Eli Manning today. For yeah. Eli Manning, it resulted in zero turnovers and only one sack. For Tyrod Taylor... Like one turnover and one meaningless turnover. It resulted in a hamstrung, completely anemic offense, because it seemed like they were constantly just reacting at the last minute to whatever the defense was doing and not reading a pre-snap. I, and I don't know if it was Greg Roman or Rex Ryan that said this at the beginning of the season, but he said, you know, part of what I'm looking for in a quarterback is who can audible into the right running play or out of the right running yeah, play. Yeah, Tyrod did a terrible job. Yeah, yeah let me pitch that, the actually. ball five yards behind the line of scrimmage, Carlos Williams. Yeah, when there's three people right in that right running in. lane. So Suge is predicting when. What do you got for next week? Let's yes. say I'm gonna win. We're going to win. Uh, I actually think that we're going to bounce back because I think that's what we do. Uh, I think we're going to be 27-17. So uh, we're, 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 we've started a tradition in, in our Hutton household um, of traveling to some away games. I've been to quite a few, but most of them have been losses. So the oh, loss great. in Dallas, the loss in Arizona. Um, yeah, it was. It's. It, oh yeah. So it, it's pretty dead. So we're traveling to Tennessee to go to this game. So sorry guys, we're gonna lose. I'm thinking pretty piss poorly too. 27 to 10. We're not oh. even in it. It's wow. gonna. It's gonna be Who's bad. Who's the quarterback these days in Tennessee? Mariota. Oh, Marcus? Yeah. Oh, I can only hope that Rex Ryan's defense can beat a rookie. That's well, right. you'd think. You well, no, think. The, 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 you know, the formations and stuff like that will rattle him. That's the only thing I can hope. Yeah. Well, you heard it here first, Bills fans. Bills and Beers is the best way to find us on Twitter and on Facebook. Yeah, Tell your you friends. If you people not pick the Bills, please. And uh, subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a comment on iTunes if you're still with us and you enjoyed this episode. Tell us so. Put, let's bury Beast Mode 23 and all of his negativity. Let's make it nothing but positive vibes here in Bills Nation. Moving forward, let's try to get beyond this loss. It's going to take me four or five days, and I expect it will take you as long as well. But we'll be back next week. I'm going to be recording with some of the Philadelphia peeps next week, so you'll just be hearing from me. Cass and Suits will be back in a couple weeks. So until then, let's go Buffalo. Let's go Buffalo. Let's go Buffalo. The Bills make me wanna shout.